0: Get excited for your spooky movie fest. I hope people still do that. I mean, I my plan Halloween night is to just watch some spooky movies, have some candy.
1: Uh, is that it? You kind of made it sound like there was going to be another thing. Um, <laughs> hmm. It's like the way you a good question. watch the movie, well, eat some candy, yeah. and then I was like, okay, and? Well,
0: this, you know, it's funny, it's funny you say that because this might be the first year. That I actually have to consider um, if I'm going to hand out candy or not. Because I'm in a house, not an apartment. Yeah. So I don't know if I decorate and hand out candy. I think you should. Yeah. Do you know if
1: there's kids in your neighborhood?
0: I don't definitively know, but I I believe there are. Um, There's an elementary school not super far from from where i am there's a couple schools and a couple areas and it is like pretty largely residential where i am right now i also don't know how far you go to trick or treat i don't know how that's kind of determined cuz i grew up in Genonawquay so all the streets are kind of within one area so it's a very easy like path so i don't I know in I... larger places how far do you go
1: so we grew up we definitely trick or treated. I felt like we would go far and for long, but I don't I don't know. Like, you know, everything seems far and long when you're you're little. These days I see a lot of trunk or treats where like you go before Halloween to like a parking lot, like either a church or like a community center or whatever. And then that is like the kids trick or treating. And I've never heard of this. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) trunk or treatings have become more popular but like maybe they're still trick-or-treating I don't know so trick-or-treats and then we also that trunk or treats did not exist when I was growing up but we did go to the mall like we <laughs> we would go to the mall and trick-or-treat at the mall and then it was normally a couple days before Halloween like it wasn't on Halloween and then we would hit up the streets and um yeah so I don't know at these everything's different than when we were kids Mike
0: it's yeah, really, it's true. It it's is really true. It's really
1: hard to say. But anyways, I think you should, at the very least, get like a hundred box of Nestle's, like, you know, Arrow, Kit Kat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then if no kids come, you have a hundred mini chocolate bars.
0: Which is, you know, not not the worst thing in the world. Uh, no. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a good plan. Maybe that's exactly what I'll do. Just throw a pumpkin outside, turn the lights on and uh, see what happens. Yeah. You
1: could also be really lazy and just put it in a bowl ah. and leave it outside the front.
0: No, that's that's not fun. You got to earn it <laughs> yeah. by by saying yeah, I expect to hear trick or treat. Um, and then I would be one of those like a, there was always that annoying old person who was like trick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, that was you're weird. giving me an option. <laughs>
0: I, I, so And then we always had three or four of those. And you're always like, oh, come on. Just give me the candy.
1: Like, what are you supposed to do? Like, rawr? Like, like what are I, you- I dressed
0: up. I did all the things I was supposed to do. Like, come on.
1: This is not a pony show. People exactly. I'm yeah. not candy. here to
0: entertain you. I'm here to get my free candy.
1: Did you get um pop? Did you ever get cans of pop?
0: Oh, yeah. Cans of pop. Bags of chips. Those were always good. ones. There was always wonderful. Yeah, an apple. One or two places would always do the big, like full size candy candy bars. Yeah, the
1: ritzy house, the Yeah, so yeah, you'd bar. always
0: have those yeah, trying to show off. <laughs> and then you'd have like, yeah, someone just handing out individual candy, but then you'd have the like little bags that have multiple things in them. Yeah. Like I know that's what we used to do. Like at home, we would always I remember because we would I would be helping to pack them up, we'd put four or five pieces of candy in a little bag that would be handed out. That's ooh, what we ooh, ooh.
1: Do. we yeah, did um just like lose candy and I think my mom was like told the kids like take what you want (laughs) you know that's kind of our rule we um Dan and I when we hand out candy we say like take like take at least two and like if they take one we'll be like take another one you know what I mean like we encourage them to take more than one um and like normally the kids are pretty good and we'll only take like two like every once in a while you'll get a kid who like this sit, you know, like yeah. takes a whole but like who cares? We have enough it's candy. Halloween. It's yeah,
0: as long as you have enough candy. I mean, it's it's whatever. We
1: um we moved to the country though, so I don't think we're going to have trick-or-treaters. We think we might go go into the city on Halloween. Um just for George's first Halloween. So, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's definitely Something I'm now thinking about where I didn't have to for the past couple of years. But in terms of my Halloween plans, it ends with movie candy. I didn't mean to trail off. That's the extent (laughs) (laughs) of of the evening. Now, I've been saving a couple of my favorites to watch. There's a few movies, so it's, it's more than one. I have a couple of my favorites that I plan on watching that night. So I've been kind of saving those. And I mean, frankly, all the new movies, with the exception of Cobweb that are Halloween that I've been watching, have not been very good. So I'm kind of looking forward to a night of just actual go the good classics. score movies. Yeah, are you going to tell, tell
1: us what ones these ones. are? Or are you going to save it for next week?
0: Yeah, I'll save it for next week. I'll include that part of our Halloween episode. I'll talk what about my favorites. I think I've mentioned some of them. You, I'm sure you'd be able to guess some of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll bring them up next week. Um, that's actually a good segue into. We close the vote, so you and I now know what the second movie we're reviewing next week is. Our fans don't. We're not going to tell you until, until next week. But I do want to share Taylor's reaction to finding out what. I don't what even it. remember. Uh, <laughs> your your text back to me was, and I quote, "Hmm, interesting." <laughs> Which I thought was I thought was kind of an interesting response because there were three movies that were all close, and and one ended up taking it obviously, but there were three that were close. I'm just wondering what your reactions would have been now for the other two that didn't get it.
1: I don't know. You'll have to ask me on air because I don't I'm know if the other two close. Well, we we I know one of the close ones which we talked about last episode, but uh, yeah, yeah. I just. I, I don't want to ruin the surprise. So I'll explain no. why I wrote, hmm, interesting next week. Yes. But um, I did think it was an interesting one.
0: So did I, actually.
1: But we'll see. I mean, that's going off not having seen the movie, right? So maybe I'll be like, wow, this movie was amazing. No wonder why people picked it. But um, I,
0: I was randomly on... The weekend waiting. I was waiting for a football game to start that was starting at a particular time and I was just channel surfing, which I never do anymore. By the way, I never just get to channel surf because we just don't do that anymore. That's not something that that everyone grows up with anymore. It's it's all just at the tip of your fingers, whatever you want. You can just say to your remote and it will <laughs> bring you whatever you Fuller want. house. But I was, yeah, exactly. My remote goes, did you mean full
1: house? <laughs> and you're like, no, no, converted.
0: no. No. Fuller <laughs> house. Play it. <laughs> Play it again. <laughs> um, and I was just channel surfing, and guess what was on AMC or whatever the movie channel was? It was Halloween. The first.
1: Like and number one.
0: Yeah, number one. And I watched it. Because I thought, oh. like, I have almost the exact amount of time now. I will say I can even tell. I have never seen the first one. I can tell it was he- edited, obviously, right. because you it's short for TV edits. Yes, and there were definite like words and things that were changed. So I'm still going to watch the actual one, just but I did. I ended up sitting there watching it because I just thought, like, well, That's it's on TV. Fine. I might as well. T- they're doing, you know, every weekend AMC and all these other channels were doing there commercials. Movies. There were, yeah. So I got okay. the full like nineties TV experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's great.
0: Yeah. So I thought that was that was fun. Today is a packed episode. We have a lot to talk about. We've a lot to go over. Next week will be packed too. Um, we've got a couple movies to review. Uh Taylor, you've got uh, Chopping Mall. Correct. Is is your Halloween per movie. Per Nicole's called.
1: recommendation.
0: Per Nicole's uh, recommendation or um as TIFF correspondent. Uh, and then I am reviewing my Halloween movie this week, The Boogeyman, the 2013 Ooh. Boogeyman, which I do believe, Taylor, you said you didn't know existed.
1: Did it you say mean, 2013? It. You told me at this... Do, sorry, 2023.
0: Sorry, twenty 2020. twenty. Yeah,
1: you said, oh, it's the yeah. new Boogeyman movie. I'm like, no. I don't...
0: Yeah, this know, year. Not so, the, on my the, radar. Yes. So is this it a year.
1: reboot of a existing movie? It is. Movie? It's a
0: remake, uh, remake of the sort of original... Um, I
1: mean, like, I know what the Boogeyman album, so. is, like, in terms of, like, lore, but I know, I can't say I'm familiar with this franchise.
0: Okay. So, I, I yes, it's a remake, so I'm, I'm reviewing that. But I also went to the movie theaters and watched The Creator. Ooh. So I will be reviewing that as well today. We also have a bunch of fan questions, um, including, as Taylor, you predicted, some of our fans did write in, we had, we had three people write in, and ask about the Conjuring universe and where the Nun 2 fits. So we will go through that uh, today as well because this was a prediction that you had, Taylor, last week uh, and our fans did did write in. So we'll answer that uh, as well. We do have some other fan questions. This one, the first one's really interesting. It's really unique and I can't wait to talk about it. So this one comes from Akil. And this, Taylor, is off the conversation we had either last week or the week after I don't know about uh you know being cancelled on-air cancellation right like and hot takes your movie right. hot takes that could get you canceled so Akeel wrote in yes aqui <laughs> wrote in and said you both are so over dramatic I don't think either of you could say anything that could get you into too much big of a trouble I've been a fond listener for at least three years I've enjoyed this podcast and I don't think you've either of you have ever said anything that's too crazy. Am I wrong? Question mark. One of the things I thought would be really cool when listening to this episode was to get you to both try to trigger the other person. I think of both of you as two people with the big personalities that every once in a while you go off on tangents and the episode just goes off the rails for 30 minutes, comma, by the way, these are my favorite moments. I think it would be fun to play. And I'm taking this from Austin's book play a game <laughs> okay <laughs> taylor you're going to like you're going to like this play, play a game play a game called, what oh sorry i got to go back i've completely i'm laughing i'm completely this is our first this looper. Up. this and this is like <laughs> i'm reading this for the first time and this is this is funny i think that it would be really cool if you guys play a game that i'm calling <laughs> Tri- <laughs> trigger me this, where where each of you pick a topic that you think would set the other person off on a tangent. So, for example, Taylor would pick a topic for Mike that, that she thinks would send Mike off on on the, a new direction. And Mike, you do the same for Taylor. Where each of you will pick a topic that to try to trigger the other person into just going off on a tangent. So uh, Taylor, are you interested in playing a, a round of trigger tr- trigger me this?
1: My first, um, my first thought would be like, oh, the new Star Trek is good, but I don't want to listen to twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> oh I think I don't think I, I mean to, because we don't have the time, and we have a lot to talk about each episode. I feel like we we just have to say what it is. Yeah. And so the you, other person can just agree or disagree if that would actually trigger.
1: You would be triggered by me saying the new star Trek is good. Um, or being like star Trek, you mean star Wars or star <laughs> Trek, you mean enterprise? Like I would like co- conflate like two. Um, Cause there is, there's star Trek and one that's really familiar to me, but isn't star Wars. What's the third other space show?
0: I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: See, you're already <laughs> triggered. You're like, oh! Um. Other, than,
0: other than Star Wars and Star Trek, there's not no sci-fi series that's on the same level as those two. Okay, like, there's none. I don't All know right, what you Are Okay, think.
1: already triggered. Got it. Are you
0: talking about Battlestar Galactica?
1: Possibly. Could be. Could be. Can't. <laughs> that's can't the trigger. only thing I can
0: think of. That's the only um, thing I could think of that would be close. So
1: that would be one triggering thing, and uh, clearly it's getting under your skin, because you're already like, what other <laughs> space show is comparable?
0: <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, Fair enough.
1: Arguing that the new iteration of Marvel movies are better than the original Marvel <laughs> movies yes, that would also would it. get right. under your skin. Those would I be think you saying go-
0: anything, you saying anything, just because it's you, about Marvel would probably do it. Yeah. Like on this show. But those were yeah, and really- I think. I think you're right. Like, I think you would get the points there because both those things would work. I think the one thing that I will say that I think I can control myself on Star Trek stuff sometimes. But I think what really sets me off is when someone says something like, oh, the new Star Trek shows are like way more, you know, they're, they're way more of a time the and they're much more inclusive. Yes, yeah. it's th- that type of thing where I'm just that I can't I can't read one more think piece about these new shows that I think are, are horrifically offensive, frankly, they're, they're terrible, terrible shows. So I just think that that's what sets me off. So yeah, I I think you're right. The thing that jumped into my brain, Taylor, and I don't even know how I would work this in, but I think it would be me being wholeheartedly that like a three hour movie, should be the standard. Like all movies should be three hours (laughs) and that should be how movies are. Like, I feel like that's, I'd call you a moron. Yeah, because that's the one thing I feel like you can get. Like I, sometimes I just I can't talk. You just go because you hate the length of certain movies. Yeah. Just, you just you love your hour and a half film.
1: I'm passionate about it. i even more so now with the baby. I'm like I don't have time for this. Wrap it up. Let's get to the let's get to the point. What's going on?
0: So I think you're just so much more well balanced than me that I, I'm having a hard time thinking of the second one. I'm trying to think of a second one, um, but I, I don't know if I... I like have another Marvel one.
1: one for you. <laughs>
0: okay. You're, you're winning someone, this game, clearly. If
1: someone says Marvel movies are not cinema, you know, like how Martin Scorsese... Martin Scorsese, like, yeah. Hates, he thinks, like, Marvel's, like, the worst thing to happen to movies. If I said that, that would get you going. Absolutely, I feel like there's
0: Absolutely ridiculous.
1: I feel like I'm pretty, like, easygoing. I'm just like, whatever. That's your opinion. Oh, I've got
0: one. I've got one. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson is the best actor yeah. of our time.
1: That would make me mad.
0: Tom Hanks is an absolute <laughs> legend. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Not, not remotely overrated. <laughs> yes. There, there you go. Would... There you go. That's my best actor lineup. Meryl Those Streep. are good, yeah. All three of them, and that—that that would I think—that would get you going. right?
1: I am passionate about actors. Or if someone said that Timothy Chalamet, best Wonka,
0: <laughs> that's a recent trigger for you. Yeah, that's, that's very a recent. You're very against <laughs> this this thing. Now, I don't know. Like, have you changed your mind at all on this? Have you come around at all, or are you just completely not for this Timothy Chalamet?
1: To be fair, I haven't seen recent stuff, but yeah, because um... there's a
0: new trailer.
1: I haven't seen the new trailer, but so I haven't seen anything to change my opinion. I'll put it that way. Like there isn't, there hasn't been like fuel for the fire, but there also hasn't been like, oh wow, maybe this will be good. I have seen that finally people have been like, why is, um, oh, what's that actor's name? The guy who's playing the Oompa Loompa.
0: Oh, um, Hugh Grant.
1: Yeah. People, finally, people are like, why is Hugh Grant playing a little person? And I'm like, thank you. Like... (laughs) so weird oh
0: there's fine people are finally asking you 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 get credit for that you were the first person to bring that up
1: i couldn't even i could i couldn't believe that this who in what boardroom did they think that was a good idea i
0: i don't know i i'm still surprised that that hugh grant is doing these kinds of movies like i don't know financial problems i didn't think so i know he had a little cameo in uh that movie yeah knives out yes that was it knives out where I thought, you know, oh, he's in these these kinds of movies every once in a while as a cameo, but this is the second time because Wonka, and then he did the Dungeons and Dragons movie. He and I'm was just surprised, like that's so against what he normally does.
1: He was in Paddington too, and it's the the Wonka director is the same director from Paddington oh, too. So, maybe, so that's... maybe he's doing like he enjoys working with him so much. Yeah. He took he's taking like a bit part. But, um, and and here. Paddington
0: though is like the thing about Paddington Dude, is it's so popular, so good, especially in in the UK. So like I could just see him doing that. And would, that making more sense to me.
1: I would go on a tangent if someone told me Paddington was not a good movie.
0: Yeah. Okay. Paddington that's definitely triggering. is another one for that's you. triggering yes. for You me. love Paddington. You know what? I you can. know what? I can think of that's that's triggering for both of us. If someone said that, like Man from Uncle was a terrible movie.
1: Yeah. I'd be like, you just think, don't get
0: it, man. Like, that would be, like, <laughs> what What would be screening in Kingston's triggers? That would be one. Yeah. Bo Burham is a bad actor. That would be... Her would
1: smells be is good. Her smells is a good <laughs> Yeah, review. her every smell. Time, yeah. Every time yeah. Tyler writes in, we're triggered.
0: Yes, yeah, Tyler Vance. Yeah, that's the next one. <laughs> that's all our trigger points. Yeah, I think you win this. Like, if this was a game, you win this. Because you you had mine, like, instantaneously. Yeah. And you even got me going. I can't believe you actually got me, got me upset yeah. and just theorizing about it. You were there. Yeah. So thank you, Akil. That was a lot of fun. That's uh, Also,
1: thank you for those compliments. I uh, My love language is words of affirmation. You can continue to write in saying nice things about us. Of course. I
0: like it. Akil's been a listener for a long time. Definitely. Apparently time three listening. years. Cool. Which is interesting because three years isn't the full time we've been on. Like, i the three years, I thought, oh, the whole time. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's been five. So
1: I'm just surprised that people have a found us and b stuck with us.
0: It's the finding us, I'm less like, it's I, true. Think that, we're out I think there. it's easy to find us. We're yeah. on all those podcast networks. We're on CFRC. We're on social media. So we're we're out there, but yes, yeah, sticking around. I'm always surprised by that, but hey, people like what they like. Um, next question here comes from Yvonne. Uh, who I don't believe has written it before. Um, Yvonne wants to know, I'm looking to sit down and enjoy something new for my Halloween experience this year. <laughs> I do love the variety of Halloween movies, but I'm looking for something a little bit different. I've never been big into psychological thrillers, but there's a few that people have recommended for me. And I'm wondering if you could give me any of your opinions on this, if you've seen any of these movies. Okay. So Yvonne's got a list here.
1: Thank God she's giving story. us a list. I thought we were going to have to give her a list. Okay, this is good. this is good.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where I really need to start reading the questions. Um,
1: uh, <laughs> In advance.
0: <first>. <laughs> yeah, uh, to make sure we don't run into those. But, uh, so anyway, here's a here's a list of psychological thrillers. He wants to know if we've seen them. And, and she have doesn't like,
1: she commentary. does not like this genre, correct?
0: Not, not generally. That's a, that's what it says. I don't generally like the genre. So Got it. we'll try that. Okay. Uh, number one, Ex Machina. That's a good one. I, I like I like Ex Machina. I think that's a very good movie. I think it's a little sci fi Yeah, like it's not just psychological. It's a little sci-fi.
1: I would actually describe it more as sci-fi and not a psychological thriller. Like I wouldn't consider it a psychological thriller. To me, I, it's sci-fi. I, I guess know. the ending yeah. becomes yes. like, ooh, didn't yeah. see that coming. But like, does yes. that make a thriller? I don't know.
0: I think to me the sci-fi element is only the like one part of it. It's more the True. framing device to me. Like it's True. not necessarily. Yeah, it's creepy. But, He's in
1: a house. He can't leave yeah. the house. He signed a contract. Something's like this.
0: But I think it's important to know going into it that that it's it's main it is sci-fi. It's a sci-fi artificial kind of intelligence. Yeah, yeah that's,
1: that's not a right spoiler.
0: Thing. No, no,
1: and it's a it's a very good cast.
0: It is. It's a good cast and it's a very isolated movie. You're, you're kind of with three or four people the whole time and they're all excellent. So it's, I, yeah, I, I would give I it recommend. a recommend. Yeah. Or recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Midsommar. So Midsommar, Midsommar. Um, which uh, I think you, you and I disagree on this one a little bit.
1: I right? don't like him that Ari, what's his last name?
0: A- Ast uh, Aster.
1: Yeah. I don't. I don't like Hereditary. I didn't like Mids- Midsommar, Midsommar, however you say it's, it. Um, I mean, my girl Florence is in it and she's amazing, but... She's
0: very good in it. I think it's decent. She's very
1: good. <laughs> I For me, it's a skip it. Also, it's, if you're not into, like, psychological movies, A, or, like, art house movies, this is going to be a hard pass for you.
0: Yeah, yes, and it's, I, it's, I, it's I agree one. with that. Yeah, I I like it and I would recommend it, but, I with what you just said, I would say maybe not not a good introduction. I think in terms of the ones we've heard, so there's a couple more on here, but definitely if you talk about an, a, an introduction to it, I, I don't think you, you wanna watch that over X Mocha. Yeah. Like also, I, I to me
1: again, it. this isn't a psychological thriller. This is like a folk horror.
0: Hmm. It's hard. It's hard where to
1: the psychological place that. thrillers, I feel like there isn't there's like the threat of violence. But it isn't necessarily, like, gory. Like, if you don't like gore, like, psychological thrillers are a pretty safe genre for you. Because it's more, mm-hmm. like, foreboding and, like, mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Midsummer is, like, very graphic.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. yes. And it does get to that point. Um, Which I, yeah, I That
1: doesn't bother me. But if that's something yeah. that bothers people, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think the atmosphere, though, to me makes it feel like a psychological thriller more so than a straight up horror movie. Like I would say it with like psychological horror would be more where I would like it's kind of a combo, too. Right. Um, we just got a couple more to get through here. So we'll go through these fast. Gone Girl.
1: I've never seen it. I can't weigh in.
0: It's decent. I saw it and it was decent. And I would say it's it's worth watching. Another good, I would say, safe introduction. Uh, the next one here I haven't watched. I don't know if you have The Girl on the Train.
1: No. Also, I would say this yeah. isn't. To be fair, this isn't my typical genre.
0: And lastly, Hereditary, which
1: again, that for. to me is famously, not a psychological
0: thriller. That's a horror, and I right. hate it. Yeah, talk I, about
1: being <laughs> triggered.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think if uh, off this list, I would recommend Gone Girl and Ex Machina because I think they're better just introductions. Yeah. To to it, if you, if you're not a big fan of it, there's other elements of both of those movies. I think they're good. They have a good cast who are all very strong. I personally la- thought Hereditary was fine. You you famously don't like it. Everyone else seemed to like it. So but stupid. I, yes, it stupid. To me, it gets more into horror than, than psychological thriller when you get into that. But yeah. There you
1: I go. thought Hereditary was so predictable. People are like, wow, Ari Aster, <laughs> he's saving the horror genre. I'm like, from what, first of all? And secondly, yes. <laughs> it was not novel or interesting, the things he was right. doing in that movie. So anyways, Triggered, Triggered, there you go,
0: but thank you Yvonne for that, hopefully that helps, um, those are the two that we can recommend for now, and let us know if you end up watching them, and yeah. what you think.
1: That's a fun game, just people saying like, what, what's your hot take on this movie?
0: Yeah, we, we'd love more of those, less, <laughs> less work for us. Um, okay, so before we get into our movie reviews this week, um, we wanted to go back to the Conjuring universe a little bit um, and talk about where does the Nun 2 fit in the Conjuring universe. So I've got my list here. Uh, I'll go first and go through my list of of where I think um, the, the Nun 2 falls. So I've got my list of movies there. Also, I was doing some research and you remember the movie, The, the Curse of La... Okay, Mike, I'm literally looking,
1: I'm on Wikipedia right now, and I'm like, where is it on the, why isn't it on the list?
0: It's being considered, because I couldn't find it either, and it's being considered connected to the other films, but not part of the universe. Because there's also a movie in 2016 called Wolves at the Door, which is also considered a connection, but not part of the universe. So I guess we're going to take that out.
1: Fair enough, I do not like that
0: one. Okay, so we're just dealing with the Conjuring movies, Annabelle, and the Nun, right? Because yeah, that's which, what that
1: feels the, right to me.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. and what about the Devil? Okay, yes. The I'm like, where's the Devil made me do it? Devil, devil, devil made me do, the it me do it. Conjuring, yeah. the Devil made yeah. me do it. It's so yeah. stupid. So we got I, eight. again, we
0: got yeah.
1: I want to be films. in these in these <laughs> boardrooms when people are deciding these stupid. We got the Conjuring, the Conjuring Two, the Conjuring, the Devil made me do it. Just call it the yeah. Conjuring Three.
0: Yeah. Yep,
1: Trigger. <laughs> this is just an episode Triggered again. Me.
0: Triggered again. <laughs> there we <here. I> go. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll go through my my eight films then first from top to bottom. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just see. Debate. I guess debate <laughs> from what you think after. Um, okay, so number one for me is still the original Conjuring movie. I put that number one. Uh, I Agreed. Think it's hard to, it sets the tone. I really like... James Wan is a director, and I really like the films where James Wan has come up with a story, handed off the script to someone else, but then came back to direct. And The Conjuring movies, to me, fit fit that, where he's got other screenwriters helping, but he's a fantastic director. So The Conjuring is number one. To me, The Conjuring 2 takes the number two spot. I really think that those two movies have like, it set the tone. It's To me, Ed and Lorraine, they're the ones who... who carry this series for me so the movies with them being heavily featured they're at the top for me annabelle comes home is number three i think it's i really like that movie i think it's the best of the annabelle ones right. i i really like the concept of just leaving the kids alone and they got to deal with annabelle like i thought that was a really good framing device that ed and lorraine leave at the beginning um i thought it was really great and the young actress who now who played the babysitter who's been in a bunch of things now, like she's done a bunch of stuff, including like the new Jumanji movies and stuff. I think she's really, really good. So I hope to see more of her. Uh, I've got the original Nun, the first Nun movie at number four, mainly because it actually scared me. So so I put that up a little bit more because I thought it was actually scary um, and was pretty good for, for being a, a off in a different direction movie. Then Then Annabelle, the first Annabelle movie at number five annabelle creations or creation at number six the devil made me do it at seven and last the nun Two. i think the devil made me do it to me is a little above the nun Two because again still with ed and lorraine warren in it they kind of carry that for me their relationship's good their chemistry's good they're they're both great actors and i really actually the part of the devil made me do it that i liked was lorraine's powers being somehow connected to this witch lady like there being that connection where it's like yeah you have this way to like feel out what's going on and go back in time and like read things and this person can can haunt you there. I thought that was kind of a cool element. It wasn't greatly executed, but still to me it bumped ahead of The Nun 2. So right now my list is Conjuring number 1, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Comes Home, The Nun, Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, The Devil Made Me Do It and then The Nun 2. So I think I'm
1: list almost exactly the same except i would switch sorry one second i got a cough i'm going to mute myself
0: of course mute yourself and take a cough taylor, <laughs> taylor if you have that cold
1: listeners if you couldn't tell <laughs> i'm sick it's like the oh like first our first year and i remember people writing and being like, what's wrong with Mike's voice? Is he sick? And both of us were like, he sounded so normal last week. I don't know. I do not know what people are talking about. Do you remember that? We got someone wrote, wrote in being like, was Mike sick last week?
0: Oh yeah. And it was in the middle of nothing. Like yeah, I, I think in- I, it was just normal week. I don't know. Yeah.
1: We're like, no, he's not sick. He wasn't sick last week. He sounds fine. You're crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh- <laughs> so you're thinking that because people commented
1: they're going to they're going to
0: right comment now because you. Sit, actually I truly sound am like sick. You're sick. Although yeah,
1: you really they would be like, "No, you sound fine." Although I yeah, think exactly. I, I do. Yeah, exactly. I do sound
0: sick. <laughs> be like, "You're sick. I didn't know."
1: What? We just thought you were you were fine. Um, so, anyways, I think my list is pretty much exactly the same as yours. I would switch The Conjuring Two and Annabelle Comes Home. I really liked Annabelle Comes Home.
0: You think so, that's your number two?
1: Yeah. So the Conjuring, Annabelle comes home, Conjuring Two, um, possibly the Nun, and then, um, Annabelle or no Annabelle? I like Annabelle Creation better than Annabelle. I'm going kind of off. Um, I forgot to write my my picks down, so that's I'm looking at a list. So the Conjuring, Annabelle comes home, Conjuring Two. The Nun. Annabelle Creation. Annabelle. The Devil Made Me Do It. The Nun. I think that would be my list.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, it's hard to... I can't 100% disagree on, like, moving things around a little bit. Like, the only thing that I I didn't like as much about Annabelle Creation was, like, I thought they were were getting a little complex with the, the story. Like, having this house and the lady who was sick, and then it becomes like an orphanage for some reason. And like, I felt that was a little bit convoluted where I liked Annabelle was a little bit more of a simpler story. And and I felt was more of a good origin story. But right. yeah, I mean, but again, that to me, everything aside from The Nun 2 and The Devil Made Me Do It, I think the rest of the list, the other six, I, I did enjoy. They're pretty so comparable. Yeah, like it's hard. Because even I can't even say anything about why Annabelle comes home would be three for me over two. Like I, I, we were having to make a list together. I don't even think I'd fight you on that. I'd be like, okay, Annabelle comes home could be. And two. I wouldn't like, fight you on Conjuring
1: too. To me, they're yeah. kind of like, eh.
0: They're they're on the same level, <laughs> Like they're they're both right there. Um, and again, I I really think that Ed and Lorraine and the, like the the actors who play them, everything they do works for me. And the movies that heavily feature them get bumped to the top because they're even good. Even in Annabelle comes home as a framing device. They're only there at the beginning and the end, but I loved that. I thought that was they great. We have
1: such great chemistry.
0: We can be in their house without having them there. And it's there, it's her daughter and, and her daughter's babysitter and the babysitter's friend. And that one random guy who tries to save them. Uh, he, I remember him being very funny. Um, so I think that to me, They do a really good job of framing it where, yes, they're both more famous actors, so you can't get them all the time. But even if you can get them to be at the beginnings and ends of these movies, I think it makes a big difference.
1: Here's something interesting if people want to watch them in order in terms of timeline. Because you were so confused, Mike, about when The Nun 2 takes place. Yes, so, I was. <laughs> if you wanted to watch them in order chronologically, not like when they were released, but chronologically in the universe, this is how it would go The Nun, which takes place in 1952. Okay. The Nun 2, which takes place in 1956. Annabelle Creation, which takes place in 1958. Annabelle, 1970. The Conjuring, 1971. Annabelle Comes Home, 1972 busy couple years for the warrens there yeah <laughs> the Conjuring yeah.
0: Two, a lot going on
1: <laughs> the conjuring to 1977 and then the conjuring the devil made me do it 1981 yeah so that's if you want to watch them in order which honestly like fair enough that's a good way to watch them too
0: frankly that is yeah that, that that's would, not I a guess, bad way that'd be the way to do it yeah. <laughs> that would that would be that would be the way to watch it um yeah i think that there you go that there's our conjuring updated list uh you know, I'm. I'm sure people will not be surprised that some of those movies will make it on my must-watch list on Halloween next week. So, there you go. They're just excellent, excellent movies. Um, okay, let's review some movies. Um, I'm going to very quickly start with the Boogeyman because I have less than five minutes to of things to say about it, <laughs> um, and then and then we'll <laughs> we'll move on from there. Um, so, th- so as Taylor, as you indicated. No one really knew this movie uh, came out because it was a movie this summer that just kind of happened near the end of the summer. It was in theaters for a little bit, but is mainly on streaming now. Um, and it is a remake of another film, I guess, or just the Boogeyman story. You know, the Boogeyman under your bed, whatever. Um, this, <laughs> this movie starts out fantastic. Hmm. For 15, 20 minutes, like the first kind of act and the first... Bit of it I was thinking like oh here we go like Dude. this is it this is this is it we're in for a great uh horror movie in in the modern age really good and then it really falls off a cliff fast and it's it's almost as though you start up at a 10 and then as the movie progresses it just goes ten eight six five four and it just gets worse. And worse, and more cliche, and more slashery, and more just not great. Like to the point where, like, I'm not going to give away huge spoilers, but obviously with the Boogeyman, like, you, you're going to see the monster at one point. In time is going to be a thing. Like when there's monstery chase scenes, it's so dark the way it's filmed, like the lighting that. You get that there's something going Talk on. Talk about
1: triggers. You- don't get me stirred yeah. out in modern situations. You can't see
0: anything. You can't see anything. And I get it. Like, I'm the, I am the first person to say, if you don't see the monster, like in Jaws and those types of movies, it makes it more scary to like barely. But you still have to have a sense of what's going on. You couldn't even see that they were running around. Like, you, you had no sense of what was happening. It was like sensory shutdown. Um, and the you know, very, very poorly done. It was very strange. And I just felt like this movie fell into the kind of cliche traps that horror movies do where they're focusing on we're gonna try to make you scare with jump scares. We need to scare you every so often. We need to make sure that there's jumpy moments and fake jump scares, those types of things. And at the beginning of the movie, the tone they set was ambient music we're going to make you feel disturbed and then take you through an interesting story. It's a psychological thriller. Yeah. But then they didn't do it. (laughs) They just completely well, Here we go. Generic movie. So it, Mm. it really was disappointing because I I thought, okay, I can, I can kind of break down this movie and talk about a bit of a new horror movie, just like with cobweb and, and talk about all these cool things that they're going to be doing because it sets off such a great way, but it just became so generic by the end that I had the kind of typical, airplane it feeling to it where i'm like yeah i guess so like it's not egregious but i've you've seen this before so if you're a horror fan and if you're a fan of these movies where i kind of always put movies like this why i call them airplane it is because it's like well you're probably interested to seeing it you want to see all the horror movies but you don't have to to set aside extra time to to watch this watch it while you're on on an airplane airplane it It's really not worth your time because it just gets worse and worse as you go along, and I really think that it falls into those cliches that that doesn't work. Now the cast is okay, the acting's not too bad. I enjoyed some of the performances. There's a lot of character actors in this that you might recognize from various things, Um, but and they're all great. Like they all they all do their job well and and it's well acted, but I just think the script and the way it was executed and the way it was shot and especially the direction of this movie makes it kind of forgettable for being a 90 minute movie. It felt so much longer because it just dragged in the second and third act. It didn't really progress anywhere. Interesting. It was more interested in setting up jump scares or fake jump scares and not, um, not telling a good story, not being compelling, not being atmospheric, not making you just feel unsettled. So to me, the boogeyman—it's an airplane. It. Um, if you're a fan of of horror movies, maybe it's worth watching and worth catching up on. But honestly, I I just felt there wasn't there wasn't enough there to to say too much more about about this movie.
1: Interestingly, it's based on a short story by Stephen King.
0: By Stephen King, yeah. But I think. I don't know. I, like, it's a very short story, and then they made a 90-minute movie out of it. Like, I feel like it's, it's loosely Sometimes it's based. a short
1: story for a reason, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or we can, you know, they, they try to stretch it out, and I feel like they, they're just this type of thing, of like, can we just pay him whatever we need to to slap his name on it to get to get some interest? But, yeah, I just felt like it, it really missed the boat. And I think maybe I'm spoiled a little bit because I got to watch Cobweb a couple weeks ago, and I think... I feel like I'm going to compare things to that movie. If if for no other reason other than the fact that, well, that's the good movie I've seen this year that did all these things better, that I thought at the beginning of Boogeyman, I thought, oh, we're getting this. We're getting this exact thing. Like it's going to be this atmospheric slow crawl, make you feel, you know, a little bit unsettled, make you feel scared. And then a good payoff when you see the monster, when chasing's happen, when things happen, you've got to get those things in there, but you've, you've earned a little bit of schlockiness because of the, the way the movie is. This movie just from head to toe was, was just not working for me aside from the first little bit where it set a very good tone. So Hmm. there you go. Airplane it. (laughs) Uh, Taylor, you're reviewing a chopping mall. Yeah, which is interesting because you're going back in time for this one.
1: Another uh, time machine movie for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie was released in 1986, and it's described wow. by uh, um, Wikipedia as a techno horror. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that was a sub. Buckle
0: up, everyone! Yeah, it's <laughs> a techno horror.
1: <laughs> so, um, Nicole. Texted me being like, "Have you seen this movie? You have to watch it. It's ridiculous. It's a lot of fun." Um, it was originally tested under "Killbots" uh, when it was first screened, and then it Kill, didn't perform. Killbots. Yeah, that's what it was first named. <laughs> it tested really poorly, so they cut out 19 minutes. So you already know what you're in for. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they cut out 19 and added nothing else. The movie is an hour and like 12 minutes. You're, um, it's a it's short, sweet, um, movie and it, it takes place. Wow. It definitely is a time machine. Like you definitely are taken back to the 1980s when like the height of the shopping mall, um, young people these days probably don't even know what a mall is.
0: <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm sure people go to the mall. It's kind of like Amazon, but in person.
1: Yeah. Stores that you walk into. Um, so it takes place in a mall. And um, the mall has just purchased these robot security guards, and there's three of them. And essentially what happens is um, at a certain point in the night, the mall locks down, so there's no way to escape. And these robot security guards are programmed to essentially neutralize intruders or criminals or whatever. And at the very beginning, you get some very nice um, explanation saying, oh, "These won't these robots just kill them? Kill the criminals? And the, the businessman says, no, no, no. Um, they'll just neutralize them. Well, of course, um, there's an electrical storm and the security guards become <laughs> kill <bots>. <laughs> This, this <laughs> sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> it is everything you want. In kind of, like, a B movie. Um, Apparently, it's considered a cult classic now, which is probably why Nicole knows about this movie. Like, Nicole's Mm -hmm. pretty hip to, like, um, you know, kind of, like, VHS gems or whatever. Apparently now, I was on the Wikipedia page, it has... um, It, it like, people now consider it a critique of the Reagan era. I mean, I... I've oh, okay. studied American culture. I couldn't quite... I'm like, I don't I don't know. I think that's a stretch. <laughs> These kill bots. The movie is like, let's just say it's pretty straightforward. These people are trapped in a mall and they're trying to survive the kill bots. Um, there is kind of the premise or like why the people are in the mall is because they've decided to have a after-hours party in a, few, a furniture store, but there's only four couples. At the party, so the party consists oh. of eight people, and three of the four couples proceed to have sex in the furniture store all at the same time. So, so that again is just like a um, a indication of what you're in for. In
0: watching, this movie. <laughs> yeah, this is getting more and more, more weird.
1: It's like it's very <laughs> 80s. Um, There is like mild. Very mild nudity, but like in a very '80s way, where you're like, yeah, totally was not needed, but it's the '80s, right. and we're just gonna do it anyway.
0: Which was like that was very popular in '80s yeah. movies. Like it just would happen. I don't know yeah. if they were trying to like push the envelope in yeah, cinema just, or like, whatever, but it was very yeah, un often like completely not
1: corny. <laughs> very cheesy, yeah. very corny. The killbots are pretty cheesy. Um, it's no actors that I recognize. Like, they may very well be character actors of the 80s, but, like, no like, no names to me. Um, but, like, I had a lot of fun watching this movie. I think this is definitely one of those movies where if you are looking for a movie for a very varied audience, so, um, you know, it's Halloween, not all your friends like horror movies, you have some horror buffs, um, you know, very varied interests, this movie is a great one because it's a movie where you can pop in and just like make fun of it together for an hour and 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Right. Like it,
0: it sounds like it would be a good, like honestly party movie. Yeah. Where, it's where a very like, good,
1: it is a very good party movie. Um, And while I was watching it, I just thought like movies aren't fun anymore. Like it was fun to watch this movie. And I feel like movies just don't, like, there aren't any more, like, stupid little movies. You know what I mean? And maybe maybe there are, and I just, like, don't have access to them. But, like, you would have been able to see this movie in a movie theater in 1986.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of them go to streaming now. That's like, fair. Like, those types That's of... Do, do you, like, you find those on streaming, there's not quite the same audience for, for the movie theater. Yeah.
1: But for me, this is... I wouldn't go so far to say it's a see it. Um, but for me, it's a stream it. I was able to get it on YouTube, like, just watch it on YouTube, oh, <laughs> so really? um, someone uploaded it, I don't know if that's <laughs> kosher or not, but oh, anyways, I don't think so, but... I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> maybe by the time you watch this, um, or you listen to this, they've taken it down, but essentially, yeah, right? probably. <laughs> <I> found <laughs> probably. it on YouTube, guys, um, and like Mike said, like, it's very much like a party movie, like, get a couple of friends together, pop some popcorn, and like, You're not going to sit down and, like, watch this movie seriously. But Mm. it has a couple... There are a couple death scenes um, with the kill bots, but very low stakes and, like, not... If you don't like gore, like, very, very cheesy effects. Like, it won't... If you're squeamish, you can watch this movie. It's fine. So... Yeah,
0: yeah. Which I think is a lot of things people would worry about, especially with these types of older kind of horror movies or genre movies that you don't know quite. So... I mean, if, as long as you say, "Yeah, you're you're fine." If you're squeamish, then there you go.
1: I feel like they could have outrun the killbots. I really don't understand.
0: When I saw <laughs> pictures of them, I didn't, they didn't seem that threatening. But again, it was the '80s, you know. It was
1: the '80s. So yeah, good good laugh laugh movie for you guys. A good good jokey movie B movie. It was fun. Good choice,
0: Nicole. Go. Good choice. Um, okay, so uh, the last movie to review here, I went and saw The Creator in theaters. So that's the movie with John uh, David Washington, Denzel's son. Um, and it's basically about AI and artificial intelligence in the future. And AI um, starts to become more and more popular. They're basically walking around, you know, AI, robot, android people. Do type we know? People.
1: Like, can you, can you recognize the AI people in this yes, movie? Yes,
0: because, because they're, they're not 100% human. So how this movie frames is, is it, you know, it starts off small and they kind of show you the progression where it starts off that they're very robotic, almost those eighties kind of robot looking. And then they go up and up. And then by the time they have like appendages and like look like a human, they're still like a robot. Like you can tell. And then only, in the future that we're in, only in the time we're in, which is like 30 or 40 years in our future, are they starting to adapt human-like faces to them? But you still can tell by the backs of them and stuff like you could see. Like, it's like, a, it's like a face in front of a robotic frame that you can still see the robotic parts. Like, it's very clear whether or not you're a robot or a human, like 90% of the time. So it's it's not necessarily about blending in. It's honestly, it's a, it's a race and culture movie but about humans versus AI and the dangers of AI. So how this movie is framed is right from the beginning. They're talking about what happened when AI, quote unquote, accidentally detonated a nuclear bomb in Los Angeles. So Los Angeles has been destroyed essentially. And the U S government in, in conjunction with sort of the Western allies have banned AI Whereas AI have found refugee in, in sort of parts of Asia, but they call it new Asia. So I don't know, like there's been like governments have fallen and like there's a whole big thing that they don't really get into. Like one thing I will say is this movie builds worlds, like it's built a world here and it's got a lot of different things in it. Is and it, it based on me... existing
1: IP? Like is this a book? It sounds like a very narrative story.
0: Yeah, not that I researched and, and know of. Um I, I, I felt that it was very heavily influenced by sort of eighties sci-fi movies. Yeah. Like it felt very much like Blade Runner. It felt very much like Terminator and alien, like these movies that are like slow and they introduce you to a world and they're not worried about giving too much away. And they're, you know, they're okay with being a little more subtle. And it's from the director who Gareth Edwards, who did rogue one one of the, the star Wars um, movies. So I don't, again, I don't know what it was based on before, but I'm pretty sure Gareth Edwards was also a writing credit. So again, I don't know what it was based on, but he was involved in writing it. It seemed relatively original, but yes, has that narrative quality to it. Like that's where the movie hits, hits good for me. Like it's, it's, it hits it out of the park, strong narrative structure, really interesting story. And a really interesting, cool world that it was built. And it's okay. Like I'm I'm fine with like slower movies, and I will tell you this movie's slow. And one of the negatives is it's too slow, too much. Like there's too many times where where I was drifting there and it's two and a half hours long, but it feels like it's at times it's 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 doing it the proper way. It's it's hitting it being like, oh, this is this is like a really cool way to introduce this character. We can do this slowly. We can introduce certain concepts but not, you know, shove it right in your face. Like it felt like a movie that thought its audience is smart. So we're going to take it, you know, slow, but we're not going to spell everything out for you. There's sort of a montage at the beginning, like a TV program that explains everything. But otherwise, we're just going to dive into it. Um, This movie is just so horribly inconsistent that that's where it hits me. Where there's moments where I'm like, wow, that's like a really nice sequence. And it was thought out and it's a really good metaphor and like all these things. And then the worst dialogue will happen. And you're just you're just sitting there going wait what? <laughs> like is this a parody? Like the, the, John David Washington is such a great actor. and there are moments where I'm just like that was so bad. Like that was that was like amateur slog, awful dialogue. And I just can't I couldn't get over it. And this movie so there's this movie has a has a sort of antagonist character. She works for the military. So the whole idea, the whole premise is John David Washington's undercover at the beginning, and he, he's trying to find out information. They're, they're looking for the creator of more AI, whoever's developing more AI, AI, they're looking for them. And John David Washington's like this kind of undercover person, and then he goes away for a bit and gets recruited again. And this character, she's a colonel, comes to recruit him and goes on this mission. and She's kind of like really like hard to deal with and really like has no tolerance and is your, your antagonist, right? who's right. supposed to Who's kind of pushing him in, in one direction, whereas his feelings are going the other. The whole time I was thinking like, wow, that looks so much like Alice and Janie, but they obviously couldn't afford her. So it's like, I, I always call them discount this person. Yeah. And because the, it was, the, you know, she wasn't as good of an actor where I'm like, oh, discount Alice and Janie. Bargain like, bin. Afford her. Not as good. So bargain bin, whatever. Then I found out Taylor, it is Alice and Janie. <laughs> Ouch! Which, <laughs> yeah, which made it so much worse. Where so I'm like, you're better than that. Like that was a terrible performance such a for such a good actor. Eh? Yes, I think so. Because so Ken want nobbies in this, who's really good, uh, Gemma Chan, who I think is brilliant, John David Washington, who I really like. And there were just too many moments where I thought, oh, this really good actor just did a good job. And now in the next scene, they're it's so horrible, it's terrible, and it's sloppy, and it doesn't work. And this movie has so many of those inconsistencies. Whereas these cool, interesting set pieces, like for example, they have a technology now. When someone dies, they can take the brain pattern and put it in an AI for, for 30 seconds or 40 seconds, depending upon how damaged the brain is, and find out the last moments of that person. Like if they want a piece of information. Right. So it's it's like the person comes to life. So there's this one actor, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but this one actor who plays an AI soldier, but he plays multiple ones because the face has been replicated multiple times. Um, I'm going to look him up because he deserves to be credited because he he was really, really good. But there was this one scene where he had to play a a deactivated AI, but with the brain of a dead soldier who we just saw die in it for 30 seconds. So he comes back to life, is panicking, has no idea what's going on, but they're trying to interrogate him to get information. And I, I was like, that was good. Like that was really well done. That's such a cool thing. It was emotional. It was impactful. Like it really worked. And then the next scene, they'll have this awful schlocky action sequence wh- where someone will be doing one liners, where like the 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 jeep t- topples over, and the guy's like, "Oh, I went the wrong direction." Ha ha ha. And you're just like, "What are you doing?"
1: It's like they didn't this know is... if they wanted to be like, um, yeah, an action movie or a thriller. By the sounds of it, maybe. But like Terminator is an action movie, an alien. Yes. But just like, it sounds like it like just steered into like corny territory, maybe. So the actor,
0: the actress name is uh, Amar Chata Patel. And he was in, I recognize him because he was in the Willow TV series. Right, which was canceled. Uh, that they did, which was canceled. And he was also in Wheel of Time. Um, which is another uh, sci-fi uh, TV TV series Amazon yes so he, he was excellent and there, there was moments like that that made me think, oh this direct, like this is a really cool concept this is really well directed really well done but then it just falls off after that And I I thought I've never had this movie be so inconsistent where'm I'm, I'm confused at one moment but then right on track with them the next I'm I'm complimenting the acting in one moment and then I'm really hating it in the next. And I just felt like this could have used a different screenwriter to come in and clean it up, maybe a little bit more focused. Like, I think this director is good, but he just I don't know what happened because there's just so many good moments and then so many bad moments. It felt amateurish, like you're overwhelmed and you're able to do these little things well, but not these other things well. And this movie like looked really good. tricky.
1: Because like, it is. It is. It's Fantasy, but it's grounded in real science. So people yeah. kind of want it to be realistic. You know what I mean? Especially because like mm-hmm. AI is like a real thing. Um yeah. I think it's tricky. I don't think I would have the confidence to pull off yeah. a science fiction movie. Here's the yeah, question and it, for you, Mike. Yeah. Real quick. Go ahead. I was gonna yeah. save this for I'll I'll ask it again next week, but phrase it differently. But for this week, do you think you could beat an AI robot, like the at West what? World. <laughs> it's
0: at, like, at what?
1: Like they—they turned evil. If they want to murder you.
0: Oh, oh.
1: Um, I don't think I them. could. I don't think I could.
0: I yeah. I mean, probably not. But some of them, I think. I think because of who I am, I think I could. I think I'm you very. Could. Incons- I think I could because <laughs> like I'm. Ver- you, I'm very. You won't. <laughs> but but I won't. Yeah, exactly. And I think. <laughs> I think I'm so inconsistent that I, I think it would be hard for an, an AI to grab my patterns. Like, I, I think, think I, I can be, be inconsistent.
1: A, I don't think I'd be able to necessarily identify an AI robot. Like, you know how Blade Runner, the whole thing is, you don't know who...
0: That, know would, be so yes, that know would be so tough. Yes, don't would be really one. hard.
1: Number one, I don't I think agree. I'd be able to identify. And then number two, there's no way I can outsmart a computer. They're tapped into, quote unquote, the mainframe or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? They... yeah. The knowledge of Alexa, like at, at their fingertips, they can yeah. search the internet in a mo. like, you know, yeah. like, no way, there is no way that a human could beat AI. And that's why yeah. these movies are so scary.
0: Yeah, and it, it does a good <laughs> job of building that world and making it realistic. Like it does do a good job of that. And I yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it shows you some of the fears that we all have. And that that makes it that connection. But to me, to me, this movie's a stream it. I think it could have been so much better. It was just too wildly inconsistent for me. I really wanted to love this movie, and I came out kind of feeling meh, but I do think it's a better than an airplane it, but just not quite what I wanted to, to see. So it's uh it's a stream it. There you go. Uh, another week done. We've got a big Halloween episode next week where we're going to look at two of the films in the Halloween movie series. And we'll talk about uh, the conjuring again, probably, and our favorite picks for, for Halloween movies. Cause we'll be having our episode right on Halloween. So don't miss that. And you'll hear from us next week. Go
1: see some movies.